When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from TalkSport. Game day, your verdict. Well, it was another cracking day in the Premier League and it delivered some great entertainment on game day with TalkSport. Leicester moved up to second with a win at home to Arsenal. Chelsea made it six wins in six against Crystal Palace and Spurs drew 1-1 at home with Sheffield United in another game dominated by VAR controversy. Here is the very best of your reaction to the day's football on both the full-time phone-in with Adrian Durham and Alvin Martin and your verdict with me, Laura Woods and Darren Bent. This is Game Day, your verdict, the podcast. Right, let's get straight into it then and join a very, very upset Tottenham fan. Here is Daniel. Absolutely awful. You know what? I'm absolute sick to the sick to death of it now. It's, this is not a problem that's been ongoing. It's been ongoing for now eight months. Eight months of torrid football. Uh, last season's Champions League run, which was fantastic, completely papered over the cracks. We've been we've not won an away game in the league since last February against Fulham. I mean, that's ridiculous. Nearly a year in the league of not winning an away game. Our form is horrendous this season. Uh, the manager is not getting a tune out of the players. I, I honestly think that uh, Pochettino's reign has run its course and I believe we need to get a fresh approach and a new manager in it. It's getting absolutely ridiculous. Apart from that, are you all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fed up, honestly. Spurs let me down season after season and I'm getting to the point now where, you know, what, what, what more can you do? Just... I'll tell you what was worrying as well, uh, Adrian, in the reports that we got there, uh, and you were there, Daniel, I don't know what you felt, it, it, is that Harry Kane seemed to not be himself, because if there's one person that hasn't been affected by the, the erratic sort of form of Tottenham, it's Harry Kane, and, and today it sounds like he, he didn't turn up. Exactly, I mean, it's, he just doesn't seem to be getting a tune out of, play, out of anyone else. It's, it's, you know, all the players, you know, last season, like I said, from the back end of last season, out for, I mean, we lost 13 games in the league. Now that, I mean, all right, we got fourth in the end, but that was only because of Arsenal and Man United being so bad. Yeah. And <laughs> like I said, the Champions League papered over the cracks. It's a great run, exciting run, but it has been horrendous for eight months now. He has got to go. We have to get someone else in and get a fresh approach in. Let me, let me uh, ask you this, because I thought the team selection... Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm so puzzled by it, Daniel. Let me, let me ask yeah. you this, because Sanchez and Aurea started today and, and instantly we're thinking, oh, there could be some problems there because Dyer's the centre-half as well. So if you think about that back four, it's, it's Ben Davis on one side, you've yeah. got Aurea the other side, Davidson Sanchez and Eric Dyer. This, it, it's barely a, it's not, it isn't a first-choice back four, so all of them. It's not even the keeper who's first choice because of uh, Hugo Lloris's injury. Lacelso played a second game in, what, four or five days, which I was surprised about because I don't think he's fully fit. And Dombele 
doesn't seem to be fully fit. I think he's a terrific player, but yeah. doesn't seem to be fully fit. He takes Deli Ali off, and I think Deli Ali's had some criticism, but I think he's been all right. I, I don't want to take part in any of that criticism. I think he's been all right. Son plays, of course. Kane plays, of course, but was a bit out of sorts. Sissoko was okay. You look at the bench: Alderweireld, Eriksson, Mora, Winks. Bench is better than the team. Yeah, no, I know. But the, the problem is, though, eh, these uh, players that you mentioned have been absolutely awful as well all season. True. You know, they've, they've been playing the uh, first, I don't know, eight games. So, uh, hang, hang on, are you one of these fans who doesn't want the one-to-way players to play? 100%. I, I, Ericsson, I want out. Ericsson has been absolutely atrocious for a year now. Uh, can you, can you see, Daniel, that the problem yeah. Pochettino has got with that is that the, the replacements aren't in yet. So how can he leave those players out? Yeah, but the problem is, I mean, hey, are you telling me this first side right now are a 13th place team? Is that what you're telling me? Because they're not. So he should be getting more out. I'm not saying we're a, we're a title winning or a title challenging side. We're not. We're way behind City and Liverpool. But this first side should be still challenging for the top four. And they're nowhere near it. And honestly, today is that. That's it. Over now. There's no way we're getting top Daniel, if he, if, he, if, he, um, if he goes, Pochettino, and a new yeah, manager yeah. comes in, do you think yeah. the new manager um, would get the present squad into the top four next season? Or do you think the squad needs an overhaul? And by that, I mean maybe six or seven players out and six or seven players in. I don't think that much, Dave. No, I don't. I, we do need new players. 100% I agree. I don't think that we need that much of a rebuild. We do need a, a couple of more players, but I believe that a fresh new manager, a serial winner, someone like, uh, like Allegri or even Mourinho, I don't like him as a character, but he is a serial winner. We need a serial winner in this club because we have gone far too long now without winning anything. It has become honestly ridiculous. One League Cup in 20 years. Um, I'm just sick to death of it, honestly. OK, I, I'm, I'm hearing you, and I don't think you're going to make top four either. Uh, no. What we, what we always say is, if you want a manager to go, and you've said you want Poch to go, who replaces him? Yeah, that's what I said. I think a serial winner like Allegri or Mourinho, you've got to get someone in like the, that. All right, OK, sorry, you did say Mourinho. Yeah. Do you honestly think, given the Spurs way and all that, that Mourinho will be accepted by Spurs fans? Uh, do you know what, Abe? We've become, we've become so long without winning anything. I don't think Spurs fans care anymore. As long as someone comes in... Sorts this mess out and get Spurs on the trophy ladder. I really don't think no one cares anymore. Interesting. Uh, Daniel, thanks for that. He's, he's passionate. There's something, something wrong with Pochettino. I mean, Alvin, let me put this to you very quickly. He said if they win the Champions League June the 1st, he said if they win, he's leaving. Now, it yeah. might have been tongue-in-cheek, but he said it. That means he's ready to leave. And he's still here. There's no chance of them getting in, uh, well, winning the title. That's definitely not going to happen. They may well get through their group and who knows where the run in the Champions League could take them. But you wouldn't feel confident about saying, yes, Spurs are going to win the Champions League this year. So what's going on in his mind, really? Well, I can only guess at that, Adrian. But like, I, I understand why you asked me the question because I heard the, uh, the interview with the Moose and, and he did seem low, really low. And he said... A, a draw was a fair result. Now, with all due respect to Sheffield United, who've been the story of the Premier League season so far, along with Liverpool, but the, you know they've been brilliant. Spurs fans and Pochettino would have never have thought that that uh, Sheffield United would have been expected to go and get a draw and be unhappy with a draw. Chris Fowler was unhappy with a draw. That's something that we we <laughs> mustn't forget here. So so there's there's something desperately wrong. 
does he think that it's his team that aren't good enough or does he think it's his team that they are good enough but all absolutely way out in terms of confidence and he can't see a way of getting it back again because he has been saying I can guarantee Adrian I've been there myself I've listened to it from managers and I've said it myself as a manager he has probably been saying the same things week in and week out when things have been going wrong this season and you do get to a stage where you think you're banging your head against the brick wall as he lost the fight as he lost the 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 the, the drive that you need if you are going to manage a, a team like, like Tottenham. But Chris Wilder with me, Adrian. Chris, I'm going to talk to you. You're, you're a plain speaking man, so my first question is plain speaking. Were you robbed here today? The big toe of John Lundstrom, eh? If he'd have, if he'd have been a size seven, then we'd have... Uh, listen, this... Is it plain and obvious as people talk about? I'm not so sure about that, but somebody's give it, so you have to, you have to accept. I, I, I believe the reaction... Overall, in general, which we want, I want to talk about is the way my, my team turned up today and put in a put in a performance for for a promoted side, um, with and without the ball, gifted the opposition their goal. Obviously, there's going to be opportunities for them with the amount of high-class players that they've got at the top of the pitch, but limited, really good players and a really good team to to very very little, and really took the game to the opposition. Didn't sit in, didn't wait to get beat, wanted to go and win the game of football and. We're a little bit disappointed that we've that we've not done that. If I can just press you on a little bit more. His big toe was barely in the same postcode as the ground, and it certainly wasn't interfering with play. So how? Again, do you, I mean, you'll go home tonight, and what will you think about this this sport, the sport you've been in since you were a teenager? Yeah, it's difficult to get your head round it at times. As I said, I've been in it from 16, and it does at times. Premier League seems to be a a, a, a different sport at times when you see people with minimal contact flying about all over the place and. Uh, and yeah, I I don't want my teams to do that. I, I'm and I don't I don't feel our supporters want their players to to, to do that. But that happens. Um, we have to get used get used to that. Um, but uh, all, all the other bits, yeah, it, it sometimes does. Uh, you know, you, you do struggle to get you, get your head round it. Uh, but it's here to stay, and we have to we have to. Accept it and try and try and um, try and move on. Your team were brilliant today. Um, you do know promoted teams aren't meant to be like this. I meant to struggle at the bottom of the table, worry about relegation. This rate will be worrying about getting Europa League. Well, we're 12 games in. We won't get carried away. You know, we talked to the players before about not letting the day pass you by. You, you know, you, you, you drive into this stadium and it, it's just absolutely mind blowing. You, you know, you come here, players have deservedly got results um, over the past couple of years and deserve to be in this division. But as always, as I've said before, you know, let's not let the game take the passers by, which they certainly didn't. They affected the game both in and out of possession, um, and caused the opposition, you know, uh, numerous problems um, and asked them questions all afternoon. And can we take it from 16 to, as I said, 16 to 19? We didn't. We took it to 17. It's a, it's a, it's a really solid, solid start. Players, as I said, apprehensive coming into this division and. And, and can be very, very pleased with their efforts now, as always from my point of view, onto the onto the next game after a little bit of a breather uh, and maybe a couple of beers uh, along <laughs> along the way for me. Uh, Still a proper football man. 100%. <laughs> oh, that'll never change. 
hurry up with this because uh, <laughs> you, I'll you, tell you what you, I, you, you're, cho- you're chopping into me time okay listen <laughs> I, I wasn't going to ask you about four more questions but go, go and have on a bit no no, no I'm joking right, thanks it. for joining us live on TalkSport 2 Chris thanks mate take care Chris Wilder there. What, a, what an absolutely right. top bloke um, was he robbed I think well clear and obvious Adrian was it clear and obvious well, he's been uh, so diplomatic there. I have to admire it. I mean, I would be absolutely fuming. To be fair, that was his reaction. When, when the goal was disallowed in the stadium, he kind of just shrugged his shoulders and laughed. It was almost like he knew what was going to happen. But uh, for, I just cannot have that as, uh, as disallowed. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's destroying football for those people who pay money to come to a game and wait nearly four minutes for a big toe to be offside it's it's just not football it's, it's an incredible story full stop Adrian I can't believe the job that he's done it it's, it, it, it baffles me how somebody can go in and have that impact it, they've not lost in, in the last 59 games they've not lost by more than a single goal they don't capitulate they don't give goals away uh, you know willy nilly the, the, their performances against the big hitters I mean they drew 2-2 at Chelsea they only lost 1-0 to Liverpool and that was a goalkeeper mistake 1-0 they beat Arsenal and now they've gone two spares and drawn one all. It's it's incredible how they've been able to to just come from the championship to the Premier League and and and, and it's awesome, awesome management. Why don't we speak to a Sheffield United fan who was at the game, George? Welcome. Hi, how are you doing? Not bad, Georgie right. boy. How are you? Yeah, just on my way back up. I'm just saying we were absolutely robbed today. <laughs> at the beginning of the game, I was taking a draw, but. Walking away from that game, I'm downhearted. Like we were robbed for once. Like it wasn't even in the passage of play the goal. Yeah, no, yeah, the second phase, already yeah. cleared, and it was in phase two. Yeah, so it's a different phase altogether. VAR is a bloody joke. <laughs> I wish you'd say how you really feel, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, George. So that is VAR. There's not much more we can say about that. I think we're all in agreement there. I think it was the the second uh, passage of play. I think the defence reset. Uh, we've been looking at that freeze frame of, of whether or not John Lundstrom's toe is offside for constantly. I can't really tell him. What I like to think is they have better to- technology than our eyes. So I'm hoping that that was the right call in terms of him being offside there. Otherwise, it really yeah. is a joke. I'm just I'm trying to lean in their favour a little bit just to make it but, an equal argument. But even I'm struggling here. Um, why don't yeah, we talk about... If you look at the goal, <laughs> if you look at it, the line, because we, we had that instantly, everybody in, the, in our end, had that picture sent to us within seconds from people that's been watching that at home sending it saying even like Andy Gray and all them saying it was never offside. Mm. Like they've even they've not even got the line straight. If you look at the eighteen yard line, yeah, yeah. they didn't even have the line straight. The blue line was at an angle. They trimmed the head off, they trimmed the shoulder off. It is an absolute joke. Yeah. They were looking for an excuse to to, to chop that goal off. Hey, like, George. As I said, Spurs, did they have an off day like every other team that played this season? <laughs> George, um, so far in the Premier League, for a newly promoted side, you haven't lost a game on the road. I mean, that's quite spectacular. Where's that coming from? Yeah, it's just to me. It's just, I'll use, I'll use pundits say we can never play with wing-backs, attacking wing-backs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, you've all said that Adrian Charles and all them, they've all said Who's Adrian Charles? I don't know that. He's not on this show. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we're going to get relegated. We're not going to even have 15 points before Christmas. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Dougie, hi, you're with us on the show. What do you want to say? Yes, it's a, a very furious West Ham fan. I'm listening to what Dom just said about uh, 
Pellegrini. He looks a shell of a man to me for what he was at Man City. We are a gamble for West Ham at the moment. Burnley, Newcastle, Oxford, Crystal Palace, Everton, Sheffield United have murdered us. Not just beat us. Elvin is a West Ham legend. You must have seen this, Elvin, and you must be cringing like we are. This goalkeeper is probably the worst keeper I've seen in 45 years over there. He's not even a Sunday, a Sunday goalkeeper. How can this bloke be picked in front of your son? I just don't get it. He is horrendous. We Listen, what I'll, what I'll say on that, Dougie, old. Dougie, just stay with us a second. What I'll say on that, I mean, that everybody will realise listening to this how difficult it is for Alvin to, to comment on that. Yeah, what I'll get that. I mean, and, and I'll ask Alvin about it very shortly, but on, on the future of Pellegrini, Dougie, I mean, are you thinking... He has uh, to be sacked. No, no, there's no if, no, there's no but. He's picked the wrong side week in and week out. We've got no faith in that side, Adrian, in the slightest. We've got a horrendous goalkeeper that clearly is not up to the job. We've got Haller, who's probably our, one of our best players, on his own, constantly marooned up front on his own. We've got no, no one in midfield that can actually get up and down the park. Noble's legs are gone. Rice looks like he's having a nightmare the last four or five games. I really don't know what's happened, but it has happened, and it happens very quickly. And it's got to be dealt with, whilst we are getting relegated. That is no doubt about that whatsoever. Do you know and, what, Aid? You know, I, I know Dougie's. I, 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 people like Dougie, I've played in front of him and I heard him having a pop at me over the years. It, it happens. But I think what we have got is, is a team at the moment that is low on confidence. There's no doubt about that. And he's right. The last three defeats, it's not that so much the defeats, but the manner of the defeats, which is unacceptable. And I, I know, I know Pellegrini, because without telling any tales or whatever goes on in the dressing room I know how hard they've been working coming into this game to find a solution and the hours that they've put in but today was a bad day another bad day and I think what we've got now is that and, and Adrian I've, I've managed myself the worst possible the times we've spoke over the years the hardest part of the job of being a manager isn't coaching them every day isn't going through video analysis isn't giving them a, a little pat on the back or a kick up the backside all of them things are important don't get me wrong or educating them in how the game should be played the the biggest challenge is when you know you've got um, decent players but they're all lacking confidence and I think this at this moment in time in the Premier League there are quite a few managers Adrian with that problem Pochettino's got one got, got that problem at Tottenham at the moment Pellegrini I think has got it at West Ham Hassan Hootl you've just mentioned has got it at, at Southampton Emery's got it at Arsenal Solskjaer I think has got it at, um, at Manchester United and Silva's got it at Everton and he had a big win today but the, the biggest thing is can he turn it around now he did last year we had a t terrible start last year and I watched the way he managed. He was calm and he found his way through it and, and the team got better and better. I do believe he'll do that again. And I think when they, they appointed him, they, they said, we've got a world-class manager, we're investing in him and this is when we find out. And, you know, I do believe, I still believe very much that he is a top manager. A terrific win. I mean, three defeats in a row and then that today. That's exactly what was needed. We needed it, and you know I should be coming away from the game absolutely delighted at a great performance. But for me, I heard that you said that Chris Woodcock should, should have been ruled out. But they are spoiled the game for me. Coming away slightly deflated because you were waiting four minutes for a decision. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, this also, is for those that don't know. This is Ashley Barnes will put you one up, and then there was a Chris Wood goal. We actually reported it as a goal. Don't, 
Don was, Don was there and, and reported it as a goal. This is exactly what I'm talking about with VAR. Anthony, the Burnley fan, is with us on the show. And Burnley won 3-0. And he's kind of had enough of VAR. And, and if we go through what happened, Ashley Barnes had put Burnley one up, uh, Anthony, and then Chris Wood had a yeah. goal. Don McGuinness reported it as a goal. We had to go back to Don yeah. because VAR ruled it out. <clears throat> Even after a 3-0 win, you're fed up with VAR. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's just spoiling our, our beautiful game as it, as it was. And we should be going on talking about how good Burnley were or how poor West Ham were, not how VAR is deflating football fans, even if you win or lose. It, even if, whether you win or lose, it's ridiculous. It's, it's taking away the fluidity and the subjectiveness of the game. The celebration side is something I picked up on, and when Don was doing the the, uh, the report, and, and we could, we we didn't even think that it would, it would be questions because it looked like great balling from McNeil and a great header. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it, and it was proved to be the right decision. But right in front of us, it, it barely, here, we were right at the top of the stand, and you're really close to supporters, and they were just standing there. Whereas normally they'd be jumping around and there'd be an excitement here. There wasn't aid. Yeah. It was like it, it was a, a you know a muted sort of atmosphere, and I think that's that's the effect that. I didn't anticipate before he came in. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I'm also a rugby league fan, a living league, so I watch Leeds Rhinos, and it's a game with a far lower budget than football, especially Premier League football, yet they can get it spot on with, with their video referee. We, we can't get it right with their millions and millions into it. I mean, we should also see what the... I, I think we should see what they're looking at as well. Like, we kind of rugby, it keeps the fans involved. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. We're going to be speaking to Unai Emery. Here's with Sam Matterface now. No away win since the opening weekend of the season. What do you put this defeat down to? Good evening. Uh, we, are, we were playing against one good team and also I think we played and we worked uh, with our ga- game, uh, game plan and, and we did well and we got the chances. Uh, and if uh, the first half we scored one goal, maybe the, the match was coming better for us. The second half we started also pushing, we started creating chances, we started getting their box and uh, we conceded uh, also some chances from them, but the match was very equal for, for, for both. And the first goal when they scored it is the moment maybe to do the difference for, for uh, lost that opportunity. Um, the match may well have been equal for certain parts of it, but Leicester obviously ended up winning the game by two goals to nil. And ultimately, over the course of the last few months and, and weeks, you, you haven't managed to win away from home regularly. What do you think the problem is with that? Yes, ultimately we, we lost, it's, it's clear, but also because they are playing at home, they are feeling here strong. And, uh, and, and today, uh, the difference was uh, they scored uh, they, 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 they opportunity. And when we had chances, we didn't score. But uh, I think we need to continue and thinking in the next match uh, against Southampton at home and, and keep, keep uh, being... being uh, stand up for, for the work every day and also uh, our, our way was uh, the next match and think each match for the possibility to achieve the three points, the next three points and also take confidence. Are you concerned because with bad results and results have taken a dip, comes scrutiny, with scrutiny comes pressure, do you think that there will be people talking about your future now and are you concerned about that? I am a coach. I know when we are uh, losing, the, the, the supporters, they, they aren't happy. But also yeah. I know uh, we are going to work for recovering that situation and when, when we will win, they are going to be happy and this is my challenge now. Do you think you can recover the situation? Yes, of course. Hmm, 
it remains to be seen, doesn't it? I don't um, think he can do it. No. Uh, one thing he did say there, that they didn't take their opportunities where Leicester did. Leicester had far more opportunities, by the way, than Arsenal did. Created far more chances, <laughs> had far more shots on target. The only one I can remember is the Lacazette one. That's the only one I can, in my head I can really think. And obviously there was the offside one, hmm. where I think it was an own goal. But other than that, Leicester had opportunities. I mean, also kept trying to play out from the back. They kept getting caught with it. And Leicester kept choosing the wrong option. And when they finally did get there... The option, right? Which was obviously when he put the Vardy and they got that first one. Then it was it was always going to be an uphill battle after that. And by the way, their next game, as you mentioned, there is Southampton. Now, last season, Southampton at St Mary's. By the way, this one was um, Ralph Hasenhut. What was his first game at home? Mm. And he ended that 22 game unbeaten run. Unai Emery, of course, was at the helm wow. there. Well, it might be Ralph's last. <laughs> it was his first last it might be his last yeah. well it could be um, anyway so it doesn't really bode well does it at Arsenal at the moment we've been taking calls on Arsenal all night and also Unai Emery and whether or not I'm, I'm yet to uh, hear an Arsenal fan that is still in support of Unai Emery let's go back to the phones then because Ronnie is on the line he was at the game today he is a Leicester fan Ronnie welcome to the show uh, hello you, oh, I knew Woo. you were going to be like this I knew it absolutely knew it. <laughs> cut, cut him off immediately you're on the phone to two Arsenal fans Ronnie what would you like to say I'm, I'm a Leicester fan hello <laughs> Darren's a Leicester fan now apparently <laughs> Ronnie what's how what, are you guys yeah alright alright how are you <laughs> oh my god I am just to make it clear I'm in the local hero in Leicester where a few years ago the impossible became the possible and right now Leicester fans are thinking we are there this could happen wow I'll tell you what the, the, after today and beating Palace last week what a what a result mm -hmm. what two results Southampton away what results? Absolutely fantastic. I mean, the the omen is good at the moment, isn't it? Because you're having a better start than you did in that season, the 2015 season that you won. Vardy scoring more goals. You've got Brendan Rodgers at the helm. Is anything wrong at the moment for you? Would you change anything as a Leicester fan at the moment? Uh, I tell you what, my, my wife, when we won the league, Amanda said to me, I've never seen you cry so much. I'm 44 <laughs> now, and if we win the league again, I think I might cry for an you know entire what? week rather than just three days. Leicester, Leicester are getting really well at the minute, but unfortunately, the year they won the title, yeah, they deserve to win it, but unfortunately this year... No one else the, wanted it that they, year. They've got two giants, I think, ahead of them, <laughs> Manchester City and Liverpool, who are by far the two best teams in the division, but... I think Leicester firmly one of the favourites to finish in that top four 100%. I can't see anyone else pipping them. I can't believe he said that. Can you, Ronnie? He doesn't think I you can win the league. Well, at the minute, for me, top four would be fantastic. Uh, a cup run, win some silverware. There's only so many cups that are up for, for grabs, aren't yeah. there? Let's be honest. And right now, Arsenal, Man U, Spurs, they would be absolutely dying to win the League Cup. That's how desperate they are. But I tell you what, Leicester... I think we're going to finish in the top four. We're going to win some silverware. And the Foxes are absolutely blazing this league. I think uh, it's been fantastic. Today's been a great effort. The team have really worked hard. And uh, I just, uh, it's, it's fantastic to be a Foxes fan at the minute. It really is. I'm looking at the table. I'm going to read it out for you just to make you feel extra special at the moment. Well, Liverpool... it ain't going to take you long, is it? Because no, we're like not. second. Liverpool <laughs> at top, 31 points. Leicester, second, 26 points. Level with Chelsea, but obviously ahead on goal difference. Then you've got Manchester City, who are fourth with 25. So obviously City and, Les and Liverpool play tomorrow. Um, who do you want to win that one? I want to draw. I want to draw. Good I want answer. the referee to win and they both get no points. Guys, you know what? Leicester are absolutely doing great. I think uh, Liverpool, we, we needed to win today. We, we've drawn against Chelsea. We lost against Man U. We lost against Liverpool. We needed to get a result against one of the top four or five teams. And let's be honest, there are some of those teams out there in the league that you would say are above Leicester on history. But right now, 
I think the Foxes are playing. They're playing fantastic. They're playing like they're friends. Someone described on the radio earlier um, that playing like friends is really important. But I think it was the Southampton manager who Ralph. said, "You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Ralph Southampton manager. I think the Southampton manager said we need to play like friends to win games, and we played like." Uh, we weren't even connected. Well, Leicester mm. are connected. We are 4.0. We are Wi-Fi. We are Bluetooth. We, we, they're, they're absolutely playing out their skins at the minute. It's fantastic. And um, a, a horrendous conditions at Southampton. The same at Leicester today for many of the teams. And we got a result. And it's just fantastic to be a Foxes fan at the minute. And, um, yeah, it, 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 you know what? I hope I'm crying come May, June next. I, I really hope I am because... I really think the Foxes can do something here. And all the pressure, all the pressure is on Liverpool. All the pressure is on Manchester City. It's not on Leicester. That people are not putting the pressure on us. Uh, they won't do. But I tell you what, I think we're gonna, we, we could really do something special here. Top four, I think we're on for it. I, I really do think we are on for it. Anything above that? Well, give me a call back in uh, February, March, and we'll have a chat. <laughs> All right, Ronnie, thank you very much for your call. I think my favourite line in that soliloquy from Ronnie there was, Leicester are connected like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant call from Ronnie. Uh, good luck. We're going to speak to Brendan Rodgers now. He's been speaking to Sam Matterface. Congratulations. Uh, another victory. And um, I suppose the, the question is, what pleased you most about it? The all-round team performance. You know, you're playing against a top team, so you know that at moments you're going to have to defend counter-press the game well uh, so I thought first half we, we had a couple of good moments in the game that could have, we could have went in front um, they're a team that got quality at the top end of the field, Aubameyang and, uh, and Lacazette, we all chill in behind it's a real threat that they bring in the counter-attack, so I thought in general we managed that well Did you think you should have had a penalty in the first half on Charles Sionchu? It looked that way, you know. I think obviously all the uh, everything now with VAR and pulling at the shirt, it would it would say it was a penalty, but uh, but we didn't get it. As we talk tonight, you sit second in the Premier League table. Um, there are nine points between you and fifth place Sheffield United. When do the when does the uh, Champions League become the target for this club? No, I think that at the moment it's still a long, long way off. Um, we're only 12 games in, but there's no doubt but we're playing at a good level and consistent, which is important. I think what I tried to bring when I came in was a mindset that it's you're good players, you're playing, we want to play an aggressive game and we want to play like a big team, uh, but it's about consistency. And I've got to say, that the players, they, they've been superb. But because you're playing at such a high level, there's inevitably discussions then about you possibly going and managing somebody else. How do you deal with those rumours, those stories? Very easy. Very easy. It's it's obviously now and, and ever more so in, in the game. It's all gossip and speculation, which um, which is out there. So um, I think all we can do and, and all I tend to do is just focus. I, I enjoy my life. I love being here. I've only just joined the club what eight months ago. Um, I was here for a purpose to support the uh, the owner and the club and, and trying to improve and develop. And I'm very happy doing that. And, and the beauty is we've you know we. We're moving into a new training facility at the end of the season. We've got a fantastic young squad that I think we can develop and be better. Uh, and like I say, it's a, it's a great time to be here at Leicester. So, uh, but there's still so much work to do, and uh, and I, I want to be here to try and complete that.
There you go, Brendan Rodgers speaking to Sam Matterface. Uh, he says it's very easy to handle all those um, speculation that he's been linked to other clubs and, and all sorts on his job. He's so focused, isn't he? And, yeah. and there will be people that criticise his decision to leave Celtic and, and, and to come to the Premier League. All of that's just so far forgotten now, isn't it? It's forgotten whoever he'd gone to because he'd done everything he needed to do there. I mean, yeah, he got into the Champions League. Were they ever going to win the Champions League? So it's no. But obviously got them there, won the titles, won cups. He won as much as he could win there. So he obviously wanted a fresh challenge. And Leicester, for him and for me, to be fair, looked like the perfect fit for him. And it has worked out that way so far. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Oh. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. And it's going very, very well for Chelsea, George, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant what's going on at Chelsea at the moment. Absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, today just showed again the strength that the boys have got, the determination, and um, yeah, it's just it's, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Have you been surprised, George, how quickly um, Frank has been able to integrate and then bring through some of these youngsters and get results? And the other thing that that, that, that you didn't have before, you had results, but you didn't have the style of play that you were all happy with. Not, not really. If I'm honest, not really. If you go back and you listen to me, I'm constantly on talk sport when Chelsea get mentioned and I said from day one that you know what Lampard's doing and what Lampard's got is I believed in him from, from the start obviously from the Man United game and then the Liverpool game I think they just kicked on and I but you know what Lampard and Jody Morris have got knowledge of within that that you know the youth ranks I just yeah I just knew they could do it really I knew they could do it do you know what I was impressed with today Aid and, and, and you George it's, uh, that was a, a difficult game against Palace because Palace are a, 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 to say the least a difficult opponent uh, he's done brilliant there Ray Olsen, Roy Olsen but like when it was 1-0 what I was really impressed with was the intelligence with which you, you sought the second goal you wanted to kill the game off but you never look like losing your one-goal lead, whereas I think other teams can get frustrated and impatient, over, um, overdo it in terms of trying to get, get you know, the second goal and end up you know, drawing or losing the game against Palace. So I was really impressed, and I can only put that down to, to the coaching and the instruction from the bench. I think the other thing as well I'd like to say is that uh, the, the Reese james wilfred Zaha battle I thought was superb. I really enjoyed watching that, uh, George. And in, you know, it, as if you've uh, got 
enough youngsters uh, in the first team. Reese James is coming in and, you know, I thought Aspilicueta played quite well in midweek and he's lost his place. So it's an embarrassment of, of young riches at Chelsea. Uh, I just, I think what they've got there is just, it's just like, it's unreal. I remember, like you say about Reese James, for instance, like, you know, he's come in, last season he was at Wigan on loan. He got in the, the team of the year, didn't he? Team yep. of the season. Yep. And he's just slotted right in. And he plays with such confidence and just a calmness about him. And some, you know, and bombing forward. And I don't know if you noticed today, the way he was playing is that, like, he's out there and then he, he, he could kind of cuts in and fits almost like a midfielder. And it's just like, it's that what they're playing and what they're bringing through those youngsters is, is a, an aggression and an attacking football that is just, you know, brilliant. You know, in a couple of weeks, we've got the international break, and then I'm actually going up to Man City. And I'm going there thinking, we, we could get something there. We're sitting second in the league, and we could get something. And if mm. tomorrow's a draw, I think it's wide open. I think it's wide open. Well, you're in the title and race. I think we are in the title race. And I'm sitting here now watching Arsenal-Leicester, and I think Leicester are in the title race. You know, they just hit the bar. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Southampton lost at home to Everton. It's another defeat for Ralph Hasenhutl, who has been speaking with Talk Sport's Alex Crook. Ralph, another frustrating afternoon at home. How do you assess your team's performance? Yeah, um, simple as uh, a conceded uh, early goal. This is maybe the most horrible thing that can happen after yeah, the last game at home here, where we conceded a lot. And uh, yeah, you could feel then that uh, the team was very, very nervous and uh, nobody played what he can play. And I think uh, um, everything was, was gone in that moment uh, the self confidence, uh, the, 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 the match plan. and. The idea, or that's uh, the willingness to get the ball and to play football, and that was a, a horrible first half. I think after the early goal, uh, yeah, it took us a little bit to to build up a little bit positive in the halftime. I think uh, the reaction after the half was okay. We came out and we showed that we want to turn the table, and uh, this was a good reaction, and and uh, we scored, and this normally must give you a lift. But uh, finally, yeah, um, it's normal when you are that offensive, like we played in the second half with a lot of offensive players on the pitch, that you are a little bit uh, risky in, in the defense. And this, this opponent then, uh, yeah, used this the space we, we gave them and then scored the second goal, and this this killed us today. Second from bottom, going into the international break, a lot of the fans are a concern now. What can you say to keep them positive? What can you say to keep your players believing in the project? Yeah, in the moment, it's, it's absolutely understandable that everybody is uh, down, and we are the same. And we try to build, or we will, we will try, or we will be strong, and and and, and we will, we must, we must uh, um, generate, uh, yeah, belief in what we are doing, and and this is my job in the next weeks. Yeah, you look very dejected at this moment, though. How do you keep your own spirits up at times like this? It can be a lonely life as a manager. Um, also. Therefore, or here for, for yeah, facing such situations and being strong in such situations, and that's what I will do uh, as long as I'm here. Ralph Hassenhutel after another defeat for Southampton. Let's speak to our man who's been at the game, who did that interview regularly, covers Southampton. Alex Crook is with us live from St Mary's. Um, I, would, I would say that he sounded downbeat, but he always sounds like that, doesn't he? 
Well, he didn't last season when he first came in. If you remember, he was an air of positivity on and off the pitch. He was leaping about in the technical area, punching the air whenever Southampton scored a goal, even having to apologise for running onto the field of play when they scored at, at, at various points. But I've got to say, his demeanour now is much different. It's been that way all season, really. It's not just a, a reaction to that 9-0 hammering here by Leicester, or that's going to knock the stuffing out of anybody. I just think that deep down he knows that this squad is, is is really not good enough to stay in the Premier League. And that may seem, you know, an overreaction 12 games into the season, but you just can't see where the next win was coming from. Uh, and I think the most disappointing thing for Southampton is that they showed a positive reaction with those back-to-back games against Manchester City. But the first half today, in many ways, was just as bad as what we saw against Leicester in the last home game. Okay, they went 5-0 down at half-time, but there was no fight, there was no belief, there was no leadership, there was no desire, there was no determination. If they keep playing like that, it's going to be a long, hard season. So apart from all those negatives, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, in, in any way, how much of it is Ralph Hasenhutl's fault? He's the manager and he has to take some responsibility, but how much are his hands tied, how much of it is his fault? I've got to say, I've had messages from non-Southampton fans um, saying he must be under pressure now. Surely he, he, he'll be fired during the international break. My understanding is there's no desire for Southampton to part company with yet another manager. And I think my sympathy does lie with Ralph Hasenhutl because this is not a fresh problem for Southampton. Really, they've been in decline ever since Ronald Koeman left, ironically, uh, to join today's visitors Everton. They've had four managers since then. None of them have, have really been able to to stem the flow of results, particularly here at home. I think it's 15 wins from 64 home games since Koeman walked out of the door. And that tells me it's by and large the same players year on year that are underperforming. And I think the problem goes much deeper than the man in the dugout. They've, they've sold numerous players. If, if, if I was to list them, I'd be here until the end of the phone-in probably. But Virgil van Dijk, Sadio Mane, Adam Lallana, Luke Shaw, Morgan Schneider, who played here today for Everton, just to name a few. And they've replaced them badly. The players that have come in, uh, largely under the watch of Les Reed, who's now got a very prominent role with the Football Association, and also Ross Wilson, who's just gone to Rangers to become their director of football. I don't think too many sh tears were shed here when he left. The recruitment has been poor, and eventually that catches up with you. And if you keep flirting with relegation, as Southampton have done now for the last three seasons, that too will catch up with you. And the problem they've got this season is that it's a stronger Premier League. Apart from Norwich, I think it dead and buried having watched them against Watford last night. There are no whipping boys. So Southampton are going to have to save themselves this season. Nobody else is going to do it for them. And at the moment, I just can't see that happening. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Oh, my word. There's a bloke who's not even in the same postcode who might have a toe over the line. If this is disallowed, no. this is ridiculous. No, oh, no, don't disallow this goal. Do not disallow this goal. No way. I told you that he was going to disallow. It's ruled out. This, this is the biggest VAR disgrace of the season so far. It's an absolute shambles. Absolute disgrace. Sheffield United players should walk off. VAR, go away. Game day. The biggest football league in the world. Game day. Your verdict on Talk Sport. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply.